start this thing. It is not snowing anymore, but it was snowing. Wonderful, wonderful. Glad to hear that. Kind of snow. It's like, they were these weird, like, it, I mean, it's ice pellets, basically, like little, like little balls. Huh. Like grapple? Grapple? No, grapple. That's what it is. What's grapple? Grapple is literally what you described. They have a name for it. It's those little balls of ice that come down out of the sky and act like snow, but they're Let me not look like at it. snow. I'm looking. Grapple. Yeah. Grapple snow, I guess is what I'll look up. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, grapple, we still grapple. have freeze warnings and everything. <laughs> um, Kind of like this, but smaller. Like they're uh, very small. Okay. Hmm. So I'll send you a picture. Weird Mini grapple. Yes. Yes. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. We've been stuck and we will be stuck until tomorrow at least. So. All right. Well. Because they do not take care of the roads here. They're not equipped for it. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they should. They should fix that. <laughs> You'd think they would after this has happened a couple of years in a row, but mm-hmm. they just, they don't. So you've seen the memes, you know, but it's Texas. So mm-hmm. they yep. don't want to mess with it. You know, I feel like you should run for public office down by you now that you're in a place that embraces some semblance of sanity. You should run for public office. You can make those streets clean. You can put I think a, I'm a little, a, I think I'm a little gay for that here. Nah, I don't know. Come on. Nah. Everybody, <laughs> come on! You could put a chicken in every pot. <laughs> I I could try. Yeah. I would try. You know, I just imagine that campaign promise coming true just one time. People just looking for pots for different things, chili, you know, whatever. Uh, a spittoon, maybe back in the day when that phrase was popular, and it's just a chicken. Every <laughs> single pot, chicken after chicken. <laughs> They were just throwing chickens in a pot, multiple chickens. You know, know, we're not in a chicken pot throwing economy, unfortunately. Inflation is not helping. Right. And ironically, it's not the chicken this time. It's the the eggs themselves. You know, Um, that felt like a very Jay Leno-esque transition to a a joke that I was not prepared to (laughs) give a punchline for. So I'm going to just go ahead and start. Hey, cats and kittens, welcome to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. It is... February 1st, which means it is officially Black History Month. So thank you for joining us. I just want to thank you all for coming to witness Black History and Lex as we give you an amazing show this week. <laughs> Lex will just be listening for the next hour. <laughs> as is my job this entire month. Well, you know. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be really funny if just you and D recorded for Black History Month and I was just sitting here listening. <laughs> just co-signing sharing links anytime i try to say something you're like did we say you could speak well <laughs> that's usually how we hold court anyway so yeah it wouldn't be quite different yeah <laughs> we had a really good discussion tonight i'm not going to share all the details of it because you know what when you have somebody in your life that you can share intimate details about your personal life with there is no greater blessing than that. It's really, truly a wonderful feeling to be able to share your innermost thoughts with somebody and really just unpack some things and have somebody who's really vested in hearing what you have to say. It's it's a it's a wonderful thing. And I hope that those of you who are listening have somebody in your life like that, maybe not a spouse or or, or 
a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever. Um, but somebody that you can just talk to and just really just be yourself around and be honest with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well said. You know, Deep thoughts with Matt Peters. <laughs> it's just something about it. So that's how we start in Black History Month. Starting Black History Month with, with mental health care and making sure that you're taking care of yourself. And, you know, also, if you have the bandwidth, and be honest about it, you know, don't don't try to fake it because you feel like you owe somebody. <laughs> if you have the bandwidth, or as the kids say now, if you have the spoons, um, mm. be that ear for somebody else. Be that, that loving shoulder to listen, to help somebody figure some things out about their lives. Every session of discussion doesn't have to be giving advice necessarily. It can just be listening to somebody. That's good, too. No, it's so true. Just don't ask me to do it. I am at my wit's end. I can't do it. She don't got the spoons, y'all. She just I moved in. I do not. I have no spoons. No spoons Someone run the, the dishwasher. God she, damn it. She got to go to Bed Bath & Beyond. You know you're lazy when you know you're a redneck when <laughs> you don't have a clean spoon in the house and you go to the store to just buy new ones. That doesn't really make sense but jeff foxworthy has retired that bit a long time ago so i'm taking it it's mine now thank you <laughs> does he you still do stand-up i don't know and that's kind of sad I assume he oh, does look at that grapple look at you holding that grapple i see you grapple mm -hmm. grapple <laughs> it's fun to say not so fun to touch grapple sounds like a muppet that was like right. rejected doesn't it <laughs> It really does. If it sounds like it was a Muppet or it inspired several Muppets names, you know? And I don't know the proper spelling of grapple, but I think it's, I don't know. The Muppet spelling is better to me. Mm. Like What's Grover, the but grapple. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, I know I've been sending you a lot of Muppet stuff lately on TikTok. And mm -hmm. TikTok. I'm on Muppets TikTok say, now, which thank you. Exactly. Same. You know, I was going to say the algorithm is finally picking up on what I want to see. You mm -hmm. know, there was a certain time of night where it was like, oh, you want to see like nonstop titties. And it's like, <laughs> like all right. No, I want to see Muppets. Right. It's like, no, man, <laughs> I want to see Muppets. <laughs> Listen, there's room for both. Yeah. I mean, look, not combined, just, but I have, separate. I have friends who are burlesque performers and who are belly dancers. Um, and yeah. they are blessed in several different ways. And mm -hmm. sometimes they use hashtags to promote themselves. And therefore, I'm given this content as if it's like, oh, we know what you hashtag, like. Hashtag Muppet titties. Yeah. <laughs> That's called Meet the Feebles. And it was, oh man, some director. It's not good. <laughs> no, it's not. Was it? I saw that like, one too. What was the guy? <laughs> it's some famous director who made that too. I think it was. Um, it was. It was Jim Henson's son. No. One of his son. Yeah. Hold on. Let me. Now I got it. It was Peter it Jackson. Oh wait, Peter? I'm thinking of no, no, no. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of that terrible one that was with Melissa McCarthy. Oh yeah, that's like Avenue Q or something like. No, Avenue. No, Q not was, Avenue Q. That's the musical. Yeah, we know a lot of filthy Muppet things. Um, Avenue the Q Happy Time Murders. Happy Time Murders was the one. With That's Melissa what McCarthy, I was thinking of, and it was done by Jim Henson's son. And Meet Brian, the Feebles yeah. was a very disgusting 
take on the original Muppet show and one of Peter Jackson's first films. Yes. In 1989. Yeah. And it was one of those underground films when I used to work at the video store, you know, they would like, everybody would have movies. They're like, oh, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. Uh, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 were definitely in there. Eraserhead was definitely in there. And Meet the Feebles was in there as well. They were like, oh, yeah, you know, if you like Muppets, this is going to fuck you up. But see, that's the weird thing about I don't want me. that. <laughs> I don't want that either. I like the innocence. Like, okay. Yeah. I like, as mentioned last week, I like some fucked up things. I like some edgy things. I like interesting adult takes on various, like, uh, properties of, mm-hmm. of, that would normally be associated with kids and that sort of thing. But when it comes to the Muppets, I weirdly draw the line. I don't want <laughs> fucked up Muppet content. I want regular... Well- Wholesome adult Muppet content. That's I, I feel the same way. And I felt the same way about um you know how like Winnie the Pooh is now um you public know domain. Well, public domain. That's yeah. thank you. And they're making that like Winnie the Pooh horror film, or whatever. I'm like, no, absolutely not. That's that's like to me, I'm like, just let a kid's thing remain a kid's thing. You I know? agree. Totally. You know, everything doesn't need a, a dirty, nasty take on it. No. I mean, some stuff calls for Make it. Make something sure. new if you want to do that. And you don't need to, you don't need to do dark right, Muppets right. or anything. And I mean, aside from the problems <laughs> with Velma, you know, aside from the various uh, societal issues that are being brought to light because of that show, mm-hmm. um, we don't need any more adult takes on Scooby-Doo. Like, we're good. We're done. You know, everybody's trotting out their favorite example. There was a book by by DC Comics when they started doing the Hanna Barbera stuff, um, I and it was like that. a an apocalyptic take on Scooby Doo, and yeah. it was I guess it was well received. Okay, um, we had the Venture Brothers, and they had a little cameo by the Scooby Gang, but they weren't called that, and it was like super dark and dirty and stuff. You had um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where they ran into the Scooby Gang without the dog, of course, because probably kevin smith didn't have it in his budget to do a cgi scooby that, and that to me is like full-on parody it's a gag one-off in a movie yeah. like that doesn't bother me as much i'm like it's when you're trying to do like a whole ass project on it i'm like that's not necessary now going down the same thought path i want to ask you about this lost media right i want to ask you about this aspect of scooby-doo media that i don't know well, for a long time, I thought I imagined it, but then I went mm-hmm. and I, I seeked it out. I had to go. I had to go look for it. Um, Outcast did a song on the original Scooby Doo soundtrack, right? It was called "In the Land of a Million Drums" or something like that. I'm probably saying it wrong, um, but I remember, I remembered seeing a music video for it a while back, where you know, because they always kind of like gently alluded to the fact that Shaggy was a pothead you know, in the newer stuff. Yeah. Uh, but they never flat out just gave you that satisfaction of seeing him smoke up. But right, I remember that was the joke. in the music video specifically for that song, they had Matthew Lillard and a CGI Scooby and they got out the mystery machine and it was just full of smoke. So interesting. I don't know to, I... You got to look it up. It's interesting to see because it's like, they are not dancing that, around it. That song or that music video though. Like it's been yeah, so long. And, the song played in the movie for like maybe 10 or 20 seconds. They went to like a spooky amusement park or something like that. And it just started up, but yeah, like they, they were in the van and it was full of smoke and that was the closest that we've ever gotten to. Yeah. Shaggy's a pothead, you know, and the dog's along for the ride. 
Yeah, I've, I'm looking up some pictures of it because obviously we're recording, so I can't look up like the whole video. And yeah, it does look. <laughs> you know, it, it used to fascinate me. And this was like, of course, well before YouTube was very popular. And I saw a picture on either Matthew Lillard's Instagram or Big Boy's Instagram of them all hanging out together on the set of the video. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let me go look that up. Make sure I didn't imagine that. Sure enough, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Right, because your memory can do that. Right. Like, like you're like, oh, this happened in this. And then you're like, no, this doesn't exist. Or it's completely different. That's really annoying. I love That's learning about me. lost media. There's several YouTube channels devoted to um, just different cartoons and stuff like that that haven't been what? on the air for years and never made it to home video. Uh, and they go dig them up. Okay, and they so they're, they are like completely gone. Like you can't find them anywhere else other than the archived YouTube right. videos. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It's just interesting stuff to me. I love, I love stuff like that. Cause it's like, you remember it, but not enough to look for it in any, any tangible way. You don't know how to Google it specifically, but then somebody's like, Hey, remember this weird video of this beetle of this <laughs> little kid who kept going <laughs> honey bunny. And all of a sudden this like stripper came out and handed him this honey bunny and he ate it it was it was very strange and I'm, i need I'm to get on lost media tiktok i feel like uh. <laughs> i think that would be fun to be on like lost media tiktok that would be fun that's adjacent to the um the backroom tiktok well i guess that's our sign to start the show proper then so you'll have to look up backroom tiktok for yourself we have notes. To more about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so um looks like Paramount Plus is pulling an HBO Max, unfortunately, and not in a good way. No, no. This is a very disturbing trend. Very disturbing. It is. Um, yeah. For creators. Everybody's um, calling their roosters, their hens home to roost, or whatever that phrase is. You know, <laughs> I didn't think enough people cared about Paramount Plus for them to pull some bullshit like this, but apparently... This is what's happening. So news came out this week, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, that a couple of shows, a few shows are being removed from Paramount Plus. You may remember those amusing commercials with uh, Keegan-Michael Key on top of the Paramount talking to all these various cartoon characters and, and live action people and footballers uh, about all the content that's available on Paramount Plus. Well, guess what? Some of those projects are going away, including... The project of a very good friend of his. That's right. Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone will be removed from Paramount Plus, both seasons in the very near future. So if you haven't caught that, you better watch it while you can. Yeah. Um, I also read that Paramount Plus is going to be fully merging with Showtime. So yeah. I'm wondering if they're kind of pulling content for that relaunch. It's a possibility, but I saw somewhere it was, it was mentioned that... Um, they may be sending some shows to Tubi or Roku, like uh, like HBO and Warner Brothers are doing, which seems counterproductive okay. to me because those are usually free services. Yeah. So why are they giving away what they're trying to dangle a carrot for on their streaming services? I don't get it. 
I don't either, other than if they were to use the... See, what would make more sense if you were trying to get people to pay for the streaming service that you're trying to, like, on the free one, is put, like, a couple episodes of Twilight Zone, for example, and then, yeah. oh, the rest of it is available if you go buy Paramount Plus, right? Mm-hmm. It's weird. I mean, a lot of I the mean, stuff was uh, a selling point tax for the service in the first place. It's really nefarious. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Um, so that's going on. You mentioned the whole thing about, uh, Showtime and the merger there. Um, Showtime Mm -hmm. has been pulling shows. I'm not a Showtime viewer, so I don't really, I I don't want to say I don't care, but there's not enough there for me to really like, go. oh my God, they're they're pulling all my favorite shit away. Uh, I guess there was a series based on let the the right one in and that's being taken down. American Gigolo yeah. was a series that was happening with uh, John Bernthal that I'd never heard of until like today. Uh, that's gone. And uh, another one, Three Women, that hadn't even debuted yet. It's another situation where a show that has been fully filmed, not debuted, and we're never going to get to see it. I mean, I think they were shopping it other places. Hmm. So maybe. Maybe. Or maybe that was a different show. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens so often now. Mm. It's, it's. I can't remember what it was. I heard something about a show being shopped. Um, but yeah. Right. So it's hard to tell. Um, while I was on Variety.com, where those stories came from, I saw something about Eva Green. Uh, she tells the court something about a movie could have killed my career. And I guess she swore in this statement. And so it's like S word, B word. And so... She said S word, B word movie. And I'm like, sexy B movie. I'd never heard of that before, but no, it's not sexy B movie. It's, <laughs> it's shitty B movie. Like, you know, of low, of low quality. <laughs> and so I had to ask oh, you, it made me think. I really wish it was like a shitty, like the B movie, but like it was a shitty That's movie. That's redundant. I wish from that what I understand. What that would have been amazing. I've never seen the B movie. Have you watched that? Me neither. No, <laughs> never. The only reason why I even remember the B movie is because I I, I remember watching Seinfeld's uh, stand up special on HBO when he was retiring his joke book when they were making a big deal about that sort of thing, and he said uh, he he did a Q and A portion mm-hmm. at the end, and during the Q and A somebody asked him, "Hey, will you ever do you ever want to be a movie star? Do you ever want to be in a movie?" And he was like, "Not really, because you know you do a bad episode of a TV show, you got another chance the next week, but if you're in a bad movie." that's months of your life taken away from you. And you're just like, ah, this is a terrible experience. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he was in a shitty B movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember just the 30 rock jokes about it. Like just about him in that era. It was really funny. It really was when they tried to uh, shoehorn him into all the NBC shows. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld. Vision. That was, that was a great bit. I really enjoyed that because it, it really just felt like, man, he's too good for this. But apparently he was not at the time. <laughs> 30 Rock ended perfectly, but they could also bring back 30 Rock and do the exact same show and it would still work. They totally could. The only problem is one of their stars is currently wrapped up in litigation. That's it. Everything else is fine. They can bring in a substitute Alec Baldwin for a while. Maybe one of his brothers. No. Who aren't. I wouldn't want that. I would want them to be fully in. And he's, yeah, he's got so much 
stuff going on around him that they couldn't actually do it. But like the jokes, the the core concept, everything about it, they could literally make it a reboot and have tell that whole side of television that is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they totally could. It would work. And I mean, we've already seen how the ridiculous jokes they made on the show have come to fruition in, in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, MILF Island obviously comes to mind. Uh <laughs> Which is a real thing now. Um, I don't even remember if that's the joke name or the real name for the show. I just, it's all I don't blur. think that's the real name for the show. I think it's different. What is the real name for the show? I don't know. Milf Manor. Let me, is that seriously what it's called? That's seriously what it's called. 2023 one season Milf Manor. Critics call it the Good rock Lord. bottom of television. <laughs> it's currently riding at a 3.1 on IMDb. 33% of people on Google like the show. So it's fun to make fun that of. That number and seems too high to me. Way too high. <laughs> America's Kids Got Singing. Why, that's just America's Got Cat, Got Talent Kids Edition. That's all. Yep. It's the same thing. The Roller Drawer. Well, we haven't seen that yet. But... Maybe one what day. What was the what was the reality show with Sherry Shepard and uh, Titus? Um, Queen of Jordan or Queen? Damn, what was that called? Why don't I know this? Well, see, I don't know if there was any overlap between that and um, uh, I was going to say Desperate Housewives, but Real Housewives of Hollywood. No, that's the spoof. See, that's how blurry the line is. I don't know what's the actual show and what's the spoof anymore. It is Queen of Jordan. That Queen was of Jordan, Queen okay. Of Jordan. So yeah. that was the spoof. Real yes. Housewives of Hollywood was the, was another spoof show mm-hmm. starring Nick Cannon, ironically. Um, what is it? The Housewives of Hollywood or the Housewives of Dubai, Atlanta? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. They have so many versions of that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if that overlapped or if that predated or what. It's just, it's all about. I think to that me. predated it. I think that was before they did the 30 Rock bit. Okay. Yeah. Television isn't real, everybody. It's, it's not. None of it. Even the reality shows. They bought back celebrity, like simple life or whatever, the surreal life. They bought that back. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't outlandish enough to last. <laughs> That's how bad television has gotten. Well, yeah, that's what's interesting is if you go back to like reality TV of the early 2000s, it would never work today because it's pretty boring in comparison. It's pretty tame. You have to keep amping it up every year. Yeah. Oh, the TV. Speaking of reboots, I'm so excited for this one. I'm so fucking excited. King of the Hill is coming back officially. Bring it. Officially. King of the Hill is returning and it's coming back on Hulu. The original mm. cast creators, everyone is coming back that Ken, obviously RIP Brittany Murphy and Tom mm-hmm. Petty, um, who were Luann and uh, Lucky. Is that her boyfriend's name? No, I'm blanking. Yeah, Lucky. Yeah. So I'm sure they're going to kind of just write them off as like, they're off on their own kind of thing. Um, which would be, it'd be it'd be tough, but like it makes sense, 
and it's okay, you know, to do it that way. I'd rather do that than have it be really dark. But yeah, now I wonder, I wonder if um, <coughs> they're going to age them up at all, if they're going to try to make them older, if they're just going to pick up where they left yeah. off or. The you know. original concept I think was to age them up and have them be, have it be real time has passed. Um, That'd be I, pretty weird seeing an older Bobby, I gotta say. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna do that. I'd be fine with either one, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever they think they can get the most stories out of. Sure. I mean, it, it's it's a never it's an evergreen show. There were so many stories to tell anyway, and with the world changing the way it has, you know, in, over the past several years, I'm sure it is uh, bothering Hank quite a bit. And I can't wait to catch up. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so excited. We we were joking that we're like we're probably responsible for King of the Hill coming back because we've been watching it like nonstop since we moved, <laughs> and we had already watched it before we moved. So it's just, it's a, like it's a comfort show. Yeah, um, it's become a recent comfort show for me, and has been a comfort show for Kayla for a long time. So, mm. you know, it's it's so fucking good. Like I'm, I can't wait, and I'm glad that it seems like the creators are kind of coming back on their own terms, and you know, going to do the show that they want to do. And I'm glad that Hulu is allowing them, allowing them to do that. For sure, it's so funny because Johnny Hardwick, who did the voice of Dale Gribble, looks basically mm-hmm. just like Dale Gribble now. <laughs> Does he? He's aged into the role. <laughs> I gotta look him up. It's perfect. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Man. So, yeah. I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, I gotta go back and watch more of that Anim- Animaniacs revival they did. Because that was pretty good. I just didn't stick with it. Because... I forgot you know, Hulu was the first place I think of to go and, and watch stuff. So, yeah, I got to get back in there. I would say I watch Hulu more than any other streaming service. Ah. Well, this actually brings me to another story that we didn't put on the notes, uh, which was uh, coming out today. Uh, you have about a month to get your affairs in order with your, your Netflix password sharing. Because mm-hmm. now, apparently, Netflix is pulling the trigger on cracking down um, on the uh, password sharing. So what they're going to do is every few days, your Netflix is going to have to be logged in from your home server. So it's going to check your IP address. Mm-hmm. And if it's not checked in at your home IP address uh, and it's logged in somewhere else in the country after a certain amount of time, it's going to lock you out. Yeah. Now you can buy access to allow different users <laughs> to log in from different locations, but that seems predatory. And once again, physical media, hundred yep. um, percent. Also, if you can find it on the internet, I it, it's, it's ethical, whatever. Fuck them. It sucks. Um, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm just not going to have Netflix come next month right so right i'm just done because i pay for streaming services and i allow you know people who use mine to pay for netflix so you know we there's a trade-off you know and i mean it sucks my dad's not gonna have netflix or he's gonna have to start paying for it himself and Mm -hmm. 
you know yeah you and i do that you you know like you pay for hbo max i let you use my hulu like it's it's the only way to be able to afford shit nowadays right with the cost of eggs being what they are we can't afford these streaming services eggs and gas they don't understand our struggle lex they don't understand cheap compared to eggs nowadays jesus that's weird isn't that weird i (laughs) know The TikTok trend of of people using eggs as a status symbol is kind of funny, though. That's the that's it the silver funny. lining that's come out of this. Yeah, yeah, it is. The yeah. jokes are good. Other than that, you know, it's all that's usually how it goes. You know, in these times of of strife, the humor is what keeps us going. Ah, yes, the humor. Yeah, I know it well. Yeah, in the darkness. Yes, yeah. So yeah, um, figure out what you're going to do with your Netflix, folks, or. You know, take care of your 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 older relatives that aren't savvy enough to I sell mean, the open seas to find what they need online. You guys, it's, if, uh, if you can cancel it as like a, you know, fuck you to them. Right. I'd recommend it. Like if I if I had Netflix right now and wasn't sharing someone's password kind of situation like so many of us do, I would just cancel my subscription because it pisses me off. Oh, no, but Lex, if we cancel now, we're going to miss Chris Rock's stand-up special where he complains about cancel culture for the first half hour mm-hmm. and does his old stick for the second half hour. There's, I mean, like, what is there on Netflix that I need to watch? I'm thinking. Uh, the the final episode of, or final season of Stranger Things, when that comes out, whatever the fuck just, that is. You come back for that. That's all. Yeah. I'll do a month I mean, really. Realistically, the way that we should be doing it, you know, if, if, if say for instance, you were paying for all your streaming services, mm-hmm. there should be times where we unsubscribe and come back. Mm-hmm. And that's also a good way to get those like um, discounts from these services like Paramount Plus. The only reason that I give Paramount Plus money at any point is because I've canceled mm-hmm. and they email me, Hey man, come back for $5 for three months or something like that. Yeah. It's like, well, Picard's on fine. I'll do that or something like that. You know? Yeah. I think that's going to become more of the norm if they're going to keep doing shit like this. Right. Right. It's just, it's, it's just fiscally irresponsible to have a streaming service just sitting there and you're not watching mm-hmm. it. it. I don't mean to guilt anybody, but really if you're thinking about it right now, <laughs> And you, there's a streaming service you're subscribed to and you haven't logged in in a month, cancel yeah. that bitch. Yeah. Tell them, get better shows or, or lower your prices. But don't pay for it if you ain't watching it. And that's why, like, for me, my subscriptions that I pay for, like, I, I know we use them. Like, we right. use them all the time. So they're worth it. Like, they do pay for themselves kind of thing. But yeah, some of these I'm like, if I was paying, like I said, if I was paying for Netflix, I'd be like, uh, I guess I'm not gonna subscribe to this anymore. I don't use it enough. We'll see. You know, we have to use these subscription services because we have to watch shows and report back to folks that listen to us to, to learn about interesting things that they should be watching. For instance, and this is a weird segue, but I'm gonna tell you about a show <laughs> I really enjoy on a streaming service that you probably shouldn't pay for if this is the only thing you're watching on it. So obviously this is not a paid advertisement. There is a show on Peacock, which is about to start charging, by the way, they're doing away with their free, uh, their, their free uh, level going, mm-hmm. going forward. Um, there's a show on Peacock 
called Poker Face, starring Natasha Leone. Oh, and yeah. it's created by her and Ryan Johnson. It is a delight to watch, Lex. It is like going back in time and watching a show, a procedural from the Colombo era. It's so good and it's so f- ironically fresh and it's funny. And Natasha Leone is allowed to be her just disgusting self. It's great. <laughs> I love it. And and let me tell you, I want to see some it. of the the camera techniques that they use on this show will briefly take you out of the moment because you can tell, let's say, this is from classic television, that long pan in when two people are having a conversation and they just let the moment breathe. It's glorious. I'm telling you, it's so good. I think you really enjoy it. Yeah, I really want to watch that one because I love his writing too and she's amazing. So yeah, I'm. Yeah. it's on my list for sure. And like I said, it's it's a lot like Columbo. So if you were into that or if you know that that rhythm, you're already in. You already I know, know that rhythm. I wasn't super into it. That was kind of way before my time and not even reruns were running for me as a kid. But I tell you what, for some reason it works for this. Because it's not it's not insulting your intelligence by saying, Oh yeah, it's something brand new. It's like, no, this is fucking Columbo with new actors who you actually enjoy watching. The guest stars, Lex, the people that show up. And guests are on the episodes. They're always great. I'm telling you, it's such a good show. <laughs> how many episodes are there? Like so much. Right now, there's four. Um, I don't know how many they're going to have for the season, but they just they put out like just a, a powder keg of four episodes for you to enjoy. It's got an overarching storyline. I can't quite describe why this is, but it reminds me of old school Quantum Leap. That is. Yeah high praise and i am very interested in it i was already interested in it but like knowing that like you're like i know that this is really good um that makes me happy makes me want to go watch it good yeah it made me happy too just because you know sometimes there's shows where it's like oh this is an obligation i want (laughs) to finish this story i want to catch up on this i gotta make time for it with this it was like man i can't wait for the next episode to come out i really want to see more of this character I want to see where the story goes because it's interesting. Um, And that's hard to do nowadays, like to keep people interested on that level. It truly is. It truly is. Um, You know, you and I have talked about this already since Sunday, but The Last of Us is proving week after week why it deserves to be a television show, why even if you've played the game, this is still mandatory viewing as as a television enjoyer um they're doing some kick-ass stuff on here and i'm i'm impressed and i'm proud to be a gamer at this point <laughs> yeah first time you could probably say that get right. ready though as soon as they they cast abby in season two um, we we're gonna be done with that for the, pe- yeah. the people who know know like, this is the glory yeah. day right here this is the sweet spot and you know the backlash is coming, all right? Yeah. First of all, we already know that it deals with LGBTQ plus subject matter, and that already is going to rub a certain type of person the wrong way. Well, fuck yep. them. This show's not for them, all nope. right? Secondly, if you even knew anything about the fucking game, you should have known that going in, because... I mean, listen, okay. there there are plenty of people who don't, know, don't play games and don't know anything about sure. the game and are going in blind. There's okay. going to be a whole audience for that. That's why they're making the show, right? 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's fantastic. That's wonderful. There's people who are enjoying this beautiful story. I mean, as we've talked about numerous times, it's my favorite video game of all time. So being yeah. able to see it in this new version is just beautiful to me. But yeah, um, I think it's fucking weird how people get get so <laughs> upset yeah. by like LGBT representation. Um, I'm like do you know where you are right now? I'm like, <laughs> like half the people make <laughs> art are queer. Like yeah. at least half, if not more. It is funny though. Like the same people that spend so much time vilifying Hollywood and talking about the Hollywood elite and they're all in a cult and they eat babies and they do a lot worse things. And then they tune into the television shows that they've heard are great. And they're like, oh, this is just more Hollywood propaganda. Well, guess what? Of course it is. Yeah. You should just live a life devoid of art if you don't like diversity. Because art is inherently diverse. Everyone makes art. Um, But especially people who are on the outside who need to express themselves. I mean, there's plenty of like you know, hate stuff you can watch too, but people don't seem to be wanting to watch that. Kevin Sorbo came out with a new movie. It's another, uh, another chapter of the left behind series. If you want to watch something, I was just getting ready uh, to say it's gotta be left behind. And I was going to say that as a joke, (laughs) but Jesus, no, it it truly is. It truly is. Gina Carano's got some movie where she's a cowgirl and people are up in arms because she's a woman and she's starring in it. It's like, wait a minute. This is your hero. What are you doing? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it must be exhausting to just hate everything and everyone. Just enjoy shit. It seems like a really boring, shitty way to live, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to do what they're going to do. Exactly. Yeah. So lots of stuff going on. Last of Us, fantastic show. I mean... That last episode, come on. I know. I was I was tearing up. It was a lot. It was a lot, but in a beautiful way. Right. But yeah, yeah. go enjoy that show. We're not going to talk about any of the content in the show because we just want you to be able to enjoy it. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> speaking of video games, Power Wash Simulator is going in a very <laughs> odd direction. Um, it's... It, it, I've talked about this game a while ago, but it's basically a game that debuted on uh, Game Pass, which puts you in the role of a professional power washer. And you get called out on jobs to clean various things like motorbikes, vans, mansions, um, pyramids, all kind of shit. Small children. (laughs) Small children that have rolled around in filth. Uh, You do clean up a playground, though. It's. It's just all, you know, structures mm-hmm. and vehicles and stuff like that. So now they're adding DLC. They're adding Tomb Raider content to Power Wash Simulator. So you can power wash Laura Croft's mansion and her her signature Jeep. That's right. And coming soon, there will be Final Fantasy content. I don't know what they're going to do there, but I'm excited to see where this series goes. It'd be funny if they did like like a mortal combat or something. And you're just power washing the blood off of <laughs> all the gore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing, but I don't know if they want to get that rating 
from like you know everybody to mature. Power Wash Simulator. If you do that, you owe me money. I don't know how much money, but you owe me money. That's right. So for the longest time, we've been wondering what is going on with the DC universe as far as the movie slate goes. Have you? Of course, been we have. I guess, yeah, I guess we have. I've I've been fearing, I've been dreading what's going to happen. But then I was given a glimmer of hope when they decided to promote James Gunn to the co-head of DC Mm -hmm. Studios or whatever they're calling it now. I was given a little glimpse at what could actually be a good development in this. And I tell you what, I feel like it's going to pay off. I feel like this is a good investment from them. But before we get there, we got three hurdles to overcome. Hurdle number one, Shazam. I know that you and a lot of folks heard this week that Zachary Levi has once again reaffirmed that uh, his brain's not screwed on too tight. He is uh, firmly uh, in the pocket of, of um, a uh, so-called free thinker like Jordan Peterson. Uh, there's There's been... Uh, various tweets and and uh, footage of him on the Joe Rogan podcast that has resurfaced of him sharing his affinity for uh, you know some some kind of hateful people. Uh, this all started off because he he basically co-signed a tweet saying that uh, Pfizer was a problem, and you know at the surface it's like yeah it's it's a pharmaceutical corporation. We're not fans of pharmaceutical corporations in general. But given the context of his previous uh, thoughts and high-fiving of various white men, it seems more that he's also kind of in that anti-vax camp as well, you know. And, and like, all of these, there's so many people in the, you know there are so many people in the Hollywood circles that are that way. Because it's just, like, anti-vax has been a thing for some time in certain yeah. circles. But, like... Just don't tweet or post anything else before you have a fucking movie coming out. Just talk about don't, the movie. Don't talk about anything don't do else. It. Don't do it from the he main. He could have just not tweeted that. He could have not tweeted it. He could have easily just made a dummy account and just, you know, retweeted whatever he wants of yeah. his conspiracy theory nature. You know, he could have called it uh, Lackery Zevi for all he wanted to. And nobody would know. And, yeah. uh. Yeah, no, he decided to do that from the main. So, yeah, maybe think twice. Um, There were rumors that Gal Gadot also co-signed on it. That was fake. Somebody just just made a fake screenshot about that. She's being quiet uh, about everything going on. I hate that. You know, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, What else? Uh, So that's the first thing that we got to get over. I, I still want to see the movie, but I'm not like hyped. And not that his recent statements have anything to do with it. It just doesn't really seem like the movie means anything. We know it's not going to have any like overarching connection to the DC Universe slate of films. We know that The Rock's not going to be doing a cameo because they've gone out yeah. of their way to pick <laughs> apart everything that has to do with Shazam and Black Adam and let us know, yeah, The Rock wants nothing to do with that now. Um, yeah. It just seems like we we're just obligated to get past this to get to the to the to the good stuff. You know, you got to clean right where they're going to be rebooting this universe. Right. So then we have the definitive reboot of the DCU, which of course is the the Ezra ing of everything. 
Double the Ezra. Um, Ezra's still involved, though. Still. Still. And you're going to be disappointed by something that I have to address later in this story regarding them. Mm. So Ezra's still in the mix. So that's going to be where the flashpoint happens. Everybody's predicting that, basically. Like, this is where they just erase everything and start from scratch. But Ezra's still in the mix. Thirdly, and this is kind of just like, you know, the 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 letdown of the bunch the biggest letdown of the bunch that i'm mentioning in this section here aquaman 2 famously i really didn't enjoy the first aquaman movie i didn't either no i thought it was just okay and then the whole amber heard stuff went down and she's Mm -hmm. still a very big part of this movie and they haven't shown any signs of re-editing or or taking any of that out or whatever it just really seems like a why does this exist type of film. Jason Momoa was fine, I guess, but he also just seems like a kind of go with the flow sort of dude. So I'm sure he just loves getting paid. <laughs> so yeah, whatever. he just is like he likes playing these characters he's passionate about, and you know, that's kind of it. Exactly. He seems like a so good James dude. Gunn. James Gunn um, is a is a passionate comic fan. Of course, you know, he of Guardians of the Galaxy and all kind of other stuff. Uh, He also enjoyed his time on Peacemaker, maybe a little bit too much because he married the female lead on the show. Um, Viola Davis. They were together long before that. They were. They were. But, you know, it is just kind of funny. It's like, guess what? My show's doing well. And yeah, I married the lead. I just, you know, I thought it was time. She did a good job on the you show. You married so John Cena? Yes. His name is James Cena. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't see him. All right. Uh, anyway, so yesterday, James Gunn announced the new DC Universe and the first 10 projects that we should be expecting, some of which are predictable, some of which are kind of surprising. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, uh, James Gunn mentioned that, you know, this is still a multiverse. So the door is still open. And this is the part that I said <laughs> you might not like. There's still a chance for Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, Zachary Levi to continue playing their respective DC superheroes. However, not mentioned in that sentence was Ray Fisher, nor Henry Cavill. No. Um, did they mention Ben Affleck? Ironically, no. no. I didn't even think of him. But we know that Ben Affleck, yeah. at least, is in Aquaman 2 for some reason. We don't I know think why. because before they did this changing of the guard, they thought they were coming back. Like yeah. like Henry Cavill thought he was coming back. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think Ben probably thought the same thing. It was also revealed that even though um, the Batman 2 and Joker... Two, I'm not going to try to pronounce that French phrase. Electric uh, Boogaloo. Yes, that's exactly how it's pronounced. Those films are still happening. However, they confirmed that these will be part of the Elseworld branding, which is something that fans have been asking for for a long time. Mm-hmm. A definitive explanation of whether these count towards the overarching storyline or if they're their own story. 
And I feel like they get a little bit more freedom that way too. They can be a little more darker, a little more harder edged. No, it's perfect. I am, as someone who loved the Batman, I want it to be an Elseworlds story. I don't need to see Robert Pattinson talk to Superman. That doesn't need to happen ever. <laughs> it can just be like the, the, you know, Nolan Batman films just on their own and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I am. It would be interesting to see that though. Just, <laughs> I mean, it would be hilarious, but I don't need to see it. It's fine that they exist on their own. All right. So here are the projects that were announced. Um, one we already knew about, which was Superman, the JJ Abrams directed Superman project has an official release date. Is it July still JJ 11th. directing? Still JJ. Okay. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't think that's right. I stand corrected. This is a different project. The that separate one's Superman pretty much movie. gone and scrapped. Well, it says I... produced by J.J. Abrams through Brad Robot and written by Ta-Nehisi Coates remains in development and will exist oh. outside the DCU. So this would be another Elseworlds project. Gotcha. Um, okay. Many have theorized that since it's being written by Ta-Nehisi Coates, Ta-Nehisi Coates um, this would be the oft-rumored Michael B. Jordan Superman movie. Yeah. Um, you know, that we heard about so long ago. But that man stays in shape shape. So anytime he's ready, I'm sure he can just put on the cape and it'll be fine. Uh, but this movie, no, this is the one that James Gunn said that he was writing. This is Superman Legacy, opening July 11th, 2025. And it marks what they call the start of the DCU. Um, it focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks kindness as old-fashioned. So that's interesting. I mean, that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, they uh, they teased they were going to try to convince Gunn to direct, but it seemed like that was just a joke. Um, that's the other thing too. Uh, James Gunn has a sense of humor, and when he goes on Twitter to say certain things or post certain pictures of comic books or whatever that he's reading at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, people take it seriously and like, it's a sign. And so you'll see on comicbook.com and CBR, they'll be like James Gunn teasing possible movies starring crypto, the super dog. No, he's reading yeah, a comic just, book. Yeah. He's just joking around. Shut up. He's trolling you now at this point. So he posted a, um, he posted a poll today that said, should Superman have trunks or no trunks? Because that's trunks. often been, you know, a conversation after the new 52. Uh, they gave him a more streamlined look. They didn't know what to do with his crotch. So they just made it all blue. It was very trunks. weird. Yes. People voted overwhelmingly for trunks. And they were like, uh, you know, some some salty people were like, oh, you shouldn't make this type of decision through a Twitter poll. And he was like, I'm not. This was for fun. Ha ha. And the person was like, oh, God, thank you so much for answering me, James Gunn. I didn't mean it. <laughs> you know, as the, as the trolls often do. Yeah. Anyway. Back to the meat and potatoes of the story. Uh, one surprising announcement. Uh, from global fame to relative obscurity, Superman Legacy will lead directly into The Authority, an ensemble movie about superhumans who have a less than idealistic approach to saving the world. Lex, are you familiar with the comic The Authority? Yeah, I am kind of familiar with The Authority. I didn't know people cared about The Authority, but apparently they do. Yeah. Yeah, apparently they do. And when I was reading comics hardcore, the authority was a big deal. But ironically, it wasn't a big deal at DC. It was a big deal at Image Wildstorm, 
before they kind of yeah. had that big merger with Jim Lee uh, coming on board to to lead DC Comics and that sort of thing. A lot of the Wildstorm characters were absorbed into DC, including the Authority. Um, they have many of yeah. the superhero archetypes that we're we're used to seeing. They have uh, Apollo and Midnighter, which are their Superman and Batman, except they are a gay couple. Uh, we have lots of different just kind of like stand-ins for these typical superheroes that you normally see in comic books and it was a way Which for I don't, Warren Ellis why are they and, doing that so early when they're trying to establish this new universe of heroes i don't yeah i don't know it seems kind of weird it is weird and i mean that's the thing though they've had so many like superstar writers uh put pen to paper to make stories for these characters like Warren Ellis and Mark Morrison uh, Brian mm-hmm. Hitch. It's almost like the authority was a precursor for Ultimate Avengers, which of course inspired the modern MCU. So I think that's the the logic they're going for here. And I know I'm real deep in the weeds, and I'm sorry for everybody that was just expecting me to go down this list, but it is fascinating that the authority comic is getting a movie. Yeah, that is. I before... agree. That's very strange to me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next on the list, we have The Brave and the Bold. And that might be familiar to people who enjoyed the Brave and the Bold cartoon starring Batman and various superheroes throughout the DCU. Now, this one in particular is going to be starring Batman and Robin, not just any Robin, Damian Wayne making his first live action appearance. That's right. Um, it'll also They're going to put introduce... that shit in the movie. Great. <laughs> also, <laughs> if also it's introduce... Damian Wayne, it might not be Bruce Wayne as Batman. Right? Well, mm, I don't know. You know, they 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 love sticking to you know traditions. So right, but didn't Damien debut with his Batman was Dick Grayson? He was most prominent with Dick Grayson. Like yeah. he and he and Bruce hadn't officially become partners uh, until after he came back from whatever. Uh, I want to say I death? don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I think ago. he died. Yeah, but anyway, for a while, you're right. Dick Grayson took over the mantle of Batman and they were Batman and Robin for a while. And then Bruce came back and was like, Oh yeah, you're my son. I should probably hang out with you. So that's what they did. So we'll see what James Gunn does with all this. (laughs) This, of course, they went out of their way once again to say, this is different. This is a separate version than the Pattinson Batman. Um, It'll introduce the bat family as well. So they're not just going to act like all those Robins Batgirl didn't exist. They're going to, so we're gonna have another middle. fucking Batman. There's gonna be That's another right. actor cast as Batman. Has any character been cast more other than maybe James Bond? I think I was gonna say maybe James Bond is it, but that's all I got. Maybe Sherlock Holmes. That's America's that's James Bond, I, I guess. <laughs> America's James Bond. Yeah. Yep. World's greatest detective. Um, right. So the next one, another surprise. I mean, because you knew they were going to do a Batman thing. But another surprise here, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Now, this is based on a Tom King comic uh, that was produced from 2021 to 2022. Uh, It features Superman's cousin, Kara Zor-El, who, as Gunn explained, is a very different type of Supergirl. I've heard great things about this run of Supergirl. I want to get to this. I'm I'm currently reading Superman's Son of Jor-El, which features Jonathan Kent. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was um, aged into a young adult uh, pretty much overnight. 
and uh, came back to Earth, and now he's like co-Superman with his dad in, in modern comics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tom King is a great writer. I can't wait to see... I, first of all, I can't wait to read the comic. I'm looking forward to it. Secondly, I can't wait to see their take on Supergirl in this film. Yeah, I agree. I'm very excited for this one. I love Supergirl, and I really think that's going to be interesting. I haven't read that run, though, so I need to. I need to get yeah. into it. I'm hoping they do another Popeye's tie-in because, I mean, that's critical at this point to the Supergirl mythos. Yes. Um, another surprising one, I keep saying that, Swamp Thing is getting another bite at the apple. You may remember oh, that. Who cares? Sorry. Yeah. They're really trying to make Swamp Thing a thing. Um, it says, uh, the extreme example of Gunn and Saffron's conviction to diversity in DCU, Swamp Thing, this is what they call diversity, a plant man. Uh, Swamp Thing will investigate the dark origins of Swamp Thing, Saffron said through the prism of horror. So we're going to get something like Werewolf by Night, I think, here. You know, um, Swamp they, Thing has been cheesy. They think that that's a- diversity, a Swamp Man? <laughs> I mean, hey, he's green. He's a person of color. Green's a color. Happy Black History Month, everyone. <laughs> Happy Black History Month, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. February Jesus. 1st. All right, so that's all for the movies that have been announced so far. You may be wondering, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. They've given us a Superman project, a Batman project, and, like, three curveballs. What's going on here? So yeah. my theory is is that depending on the success or, you know, malaise of uh, the reaction to these, uh, they're, going to, they're going to announce more as we go along, spinoffs and that sort of thing. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. yeah. So now we get to the television section. Uh, first one up is Creature Commandos. It's an animated series for HBO Max. Uh, it's the first project greenlit by Saffron and Gunn. They're writing every episode. Uh, the show was already in production, apparently. Uh, it's basically just DC Comics monster characters coming together and, and, and doing stuff. But it's written by James Gunn. So, huzzah. Also of note, um, yeah. the the actors who voice act for these characters will return to play them in live action if they do interact with the live action movies at all. Interesting. Yes. Next up, we have Waller. So instead of Peacemaker Season 2, we're getting an Amanda Waller uh, spinoff, which features a lot of the cast of Peacemaker Season 1, except for John Cena. Um. Obviously, they've tried to make Viola Davis a bigger and bigger character uh, within the mythos of the DCU, uh, the movies anyway. Um, they always kind of hang a, hang their hat on her being like the Nick Fury of the of the films. So we're going to see a lot of that play out here. Uh, the recently canceled Doom Patrol uh, comes into play here because this series is going to be produced by Jeremy Carver, who created the Doom Patrol TV series. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, aren't they making a, a Green Lantern show too? Next up, Lanterns. Now this one, uh, <laughs> is, this one's weird too. Um, it's going to feature a focus on the entire Green Lantern Corps, but specifically, um, of course, Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Neither has been cast yet. This is still in very early pre-production, uh, but they're saying that it's going to have a true detective vibe to it. So it'll be like a buddy cop show. Why? Yep. Paradise like, like, Lost. I mean, that's fine. I'm just, I'm just like, why are they not doing 
a Green Lantern movie. <laughs> I think they're still a little gun shy about that. I think they're yeah. really trying to be careful how they reintroduce the Green Lanterns into the DCU. True. Maybe Next they up, think it would fail. So they're doing like lower stakes to start it off. Speaking of lower stakes, Paradise Lost. It is a Game of Thrones-ish sequel, prequel okay. to Wonder Woman. So what's going to happen on Paradise Island? How did this come about? What's the origin of an island of all women? What are the beautiful truths and the ugly truths behind all of that? And what's the scheming like between the different power players in the society? Yeah. I hope it, I hope they just like kill all the men that I hope that's how that goes too dark. I don't know. Maybe. Finally, there's booster gold. Booster gold is a traveler (laughs) from the future who stole a lot of different artifacts from a museum, uh, went to the past and tried to pass himself off as a superhero to make himself look like a big deal. How do I know all that? Because I read the comic books. That's right. Booster Gold was created by Dan Jurgens in the mid-90s, and he was popularized as the best friend of Blue Beetle, the original Blue Beetle, t- Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle, Ted Cord. They were part of the humorous Justice League Europe book that came out quite a while ago. Booster Gold has always been a jokey character. Every now and then he's taken seriously, but he is a time traveler, and he... Uh, knows things about the future, but he's also dumb. And this will be interesting to see how they play it. Yeah. I don't really care about booster gold, but I know a lot of people are very excited about that. So that's cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People want to see Nathan filling in his booster gold, but he already played some guy in the suicide squad who got killed off. So Eh, they could probably still do it. Yeah. Nobody's paying attention to that movie anyway. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So that's all the James Gunn news, and I'm tired now. So Me too. <laughs> um, are you excited about any of these projects? Uh, no. I mean, the Superman one sounds interesting. I'm you know, excited that's for always... the Superman and the Batman and Robin could be interesting too, you know? We, we haven't seen a Robin since Chris O'Donnell in 1997. So, Yeah. It's time. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was Robin. Damn. Was he? His name was Robin. With a Y, maybe. I don't know. I'm making it up. Nothing in that movie mattered as far as the mythos goes. It feels like he really didn't want to do anything with the other characters, but they just gave him some cash. Like, look, just just call the boy Robin, please. Just just say his name is Robin. We've already established. He ends up becoming Batman at the end. That's what they imply implied but never even show fruition that movie didn't even get one of those sequel comics that they do like flash season yeah. 12 or whatever you know it didn't even do that for that yeah. movie they could have done that yeah that is unfortunate seen... that would have been fun if they did that yeah but but those movies weren't about yeah. fun it was about art <laughs> yeah i want i want fun i don't want art anymore i'm done with the artsy movies like it's time for fun the dc the dc movies need fun and these movies sound like they have the potential for fun but they also sound like they have the potential to let a lot of people down because you're not getting all the heavy hitters that you want to right out the gate i think this is an interesting plan from james gunn i think we're going to see a lot of cameos from bigger characters 
that they just don't want to reveal yet too, but they had to put something out there. So yeah. they gave us the bare bones. They gave us the brass tacks. The Superman movie sounds promising. They said things like kindness and hope. Yeah. I'm sure they <laughs> that- they are already in the process of casting these big actors too, like, like Batman, like Superman, all of that. Right. Supergirl. Right. Um, even though the films are in very early development, I just have a hard time believing they're not going to have something lined up. They also shed some light uh, during the, because what ended up happening was uh, James Gunn, uh, he, he released a video on Twitter, giving mm-hmm. all this information out. Uh, but the day before, they actually had a press event, which is where the finer details and a Q&A took place. So there was discussion about the Batgirl movie. And Peter Safran, who was also co-head of, of DC Studios, uh, he said something that kind of went against the story we've been told so far, which is it was only done for, for tax write-off purposes. The movie wouldn't have made any money. Uh, it would have been a wash anyway, so they just wrote it off. Uh, Peter Safran went on record to say the movie would have made everybody involved and it looked bad. I believe that. I really do. I think they didn't want to come out and say it because of all the goodwill that a lot of those actors have been getting lately. You know, the fact that they had a woman of, of color as a lead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I appreciate it was, that. I think it was a write-off ultimately, but yeah, that makes sense that they're like, we're getting ready to relaunch this. We don't want this to be a thing right now. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. And to be fair, I mean, the history of that movie, it started out as an HBO max project. They thought it looked good. They gave them more money to make it a, a feature film. They said it didn't look good enough to be a feature film. They said, well, what did you expect? <laughs> you gave us money to add more flames mm-hmm. and some explosions. And then they were like, okay, well, fix it. And then they pulled the rug from under them. So I, I feel bad for the people who were in production. But I also understand at this point, it sucks all around. And I hope they still find a way to give us some of that footage one day. I'm fine with them not giving footage. <laughs> I don't need to see it. I don't really care to see it. I don't think. Um, I think it was very, like you said, it was very sad for everyone involved. Yeah. But yeah. it's done is done. Right. We don't need to spend any more time dwelling on that. So yeah, lots of stuff coming from DC. Uh, let us know if you're excited for any of that stuff. And uh, we'll share that right here on the show. Um, something interesting I saw to kind of close us out here. Donald Glover is already involved in another show. He is already producing and writing another show with Janine Neighbors. Um, it is a Beyonce-inspired series that has notes of Don Draper and murder. <laughs> That's a weird mixture, but okay. Uh, I mean, I yeah. love Donald Glover, so. <laughs> yeah, they threw a lot of different things out there. Beyonce, Don Draper, murder. murder? Like. <laughs> Where are we going? What we're, Do I want to be on this ride? So for those of you who aren't familiar with Janine Neighbors, uh, she is a playwright and a just a writer in, at large. And she worked on not only Atlanta, but she worked on the Watchmen TV series. She wrote two episodes of that. Uh, she's been all over Hollywood, uh, just writing, writing for different shows, setting in writer, writer's rooms, that sort of thing. She worked on Roar and Anti-Semite which is a short she did apparently and away and diet land. She's a supervising producer. So she's been around, she's been doing some stuff for quite some time. And for her to 
be teaming up with Donald Glover, like that's that's a that's a high praise right there too. So I'm excited to see it. You know, there's not much news on it quite yet, but uh, when is it premiere? What network is it going to be on? I would guess still FX. I, I guess it's still part of that deal. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Or Amazon Prime Video that it says later in the article. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. He signed a deal with them. So that makes sense. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. They already have uh, exclusive first look images for the series. So it's already in production. Yeah. I looked at the images. It looks interesting. Yeah. Man, Donald Glover, man. I was talking to somebody today about Atlanta. And it's such an interesting show. You can't really recommend it to everybody because everybody's not going to get what they're going for. It's yeah, art. it's very weird. Yeah, just like we were saying with the with the Chris Nolan Batman films, it's art. And uh, you know, if you're looking for stand up, if you're looking for comedy, probably check about on Community <laughs> and uh, watch his stand up, I guess. But all his other stuff, that's for him. And we just happen to be along for the ride. Right. And that's what's, I mean, that's what's interesting and fun about it, though, right? Is just seeing what kind of thing he's bringing to the table now. I agree. It's so unique. It's so interesting. And it's just it's so inventive. But Yeah. Um, and even if you don't like it, you can't not look, you know? That's what I think is really interesting about his art. Yeah. I agree. So, I mean, it's happening. Man's yeah. still working. There were. There was speculation that given his appearance at the Golden Globes wearing a uh, what could be described as a a, a gi, a white gi mm-hmm. underneath a suit jacket and uh, a mustache as his facial hair and nothing else. There was speculation that he may be returning to the role of Lando Calrissian, but nothing's oh. been announced. Nothing has been revealed yet. Maybe he just likes that mustache. Didn't he say know. he wanted to... Like, or didn't they say they were going to do a Lando TV show for Disney Plus? They did a long time ago. Yeah. And nothing ever came of it. And, you know, that's partly because uh, Solo crash landed and just the the Star Wars plans in general that they had kind of yeah. just fizzled. That movie was because, fun, too. It was good. Yeah. I liked Solo. I, unapologetically. Without Me too. Note, I enjoyed that movie. But a lot of people didn't. So yeah, I whatever. enjoyed it, too. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see the, the kid that played him too was great. I thought everybody was really yeah, good. Yeah, he was movie. fine. It's not a big deal. God, people yeah. are so precious about Star Wars. It's like, that's why you guys are. You know, the more I hear about it, the more I'm, I'm accepting this explanation of Star Wars, which is, it's not for you. <laughs> it's for, it's for you as a kid, basically. Whatever version of Star yeah. Wars existed when you were a kid is the Star Wars that you liked. When yeah. I was a kid, we had the original movies. When you were a kid, you had the prequels uh, movies. And everybody my age back then bitched and moaned about those prequels because it wasn't what we remembered as a kid. And everybody who yeah. had the prequels growing up is bitching and moaning about these newer films because it wasn't what they had as a kid. Yeah. And it's not fair to the kids. It's weird. <laughs> Because it's not for us. And we overestimate how much Star Wars is supposed to be for adults. But then they kind of pander to us a little bit with Mandalorian and this Andor uh, series that came out recently. Giving us political drama. But just because they're pandering to us with certain things doesn't mean it's inherently an adult show. That's true. 
That is very true. So I think the metric should be if you see a Jedi in it, then let the kids have it. Let them enjoy the space wizards doing their thing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right, folks, we're out of gas. Um, yep. We're tired. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, support black people this month and every month. Thank you for listening. Um, you know, check us out on all the socials and all that business. Patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. Come be part of our discord as I try to convince people to convince me not to start collecting vinyl records. Nope. It ain't going to happen. We're going to convince you. We're going to keep it going. (laughs) I'm either going to collect little plastic men or plastic pressed into flat discs that play music (laughs) when you put a needle next to them. It's either or. It can't be both. All right. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Totally fair. Thank you folks for listening. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Thank you.